Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 102 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, along with three of my co-hosts this time around, uh, Mike, Devin, and JD is back with us. JD, welcome back. You've been gone for a little bit uh, due to a hiatus. Did you want to give an update, JD, since you've been back? Tell people what's going Uh on or... Yeah, um, not really uh, much to say. Uh, we made a lot of progress over the last weekend. Uh, my dad, uh, his short-term memory is coming back. That was a real concern for a while because he wasn't remembering things from before he got hit in the head uh, back in July. Um, so uh, now he remembers uh, the previous day and stuff like that. However, we had to send him back to the hospital because... Uh, he was having some problems. Uh, he's got some blood clots in his lungs, and they're working on fixing that. Um, but he's uh, he's back. He's still alert. He's still talking. Um, I called my mom earlier, and he, even though he still has a bunch of stuff in him, uh, he said hi, JD, uh, over the phone on speaker, and uh, that was that was pretty promising. So he's nice. he's still aware. He hasn't made any steps backwards. He's just hit another speed bump, but. He's coming back, and I'm I'm glad. So very cool. We're, we're glad to hear JD, and we hope the for a quick recovery for your dad. So, um, and glad glad for good news that that recovery is happening. So, all right, guys, it has been get get this guess guess how many days it's been since the game has been out in the wild. Anyone want to guess? I'll tell you. Nope, you guys. I'll are guess. Wrong. Go ahead, Mike. Two hundred yes. and two. That's a pretty good guess. It's been 202 days since we've had our hands on the game. It has been 30 days since the launch of the Cataclysm itself. And like 30 days doesn't seem like too long of a time. That's only a month. But it it feels like we have had the Cataclysm for a very long time. Are you guys feeling like it's... Well, it's long because we played PTS, right? So I mean, I guess that's true. A little bit longer for us. you know what 40 something days i don't remember how many days we had the pts but i can go look but i don't really want to go look so we've had it for a while i mean we've been we've been able to jump to the cataclysm for a while now in various stages and various iterations and with various rewards and various bugs and some bugs that are the same and some bugs that are new bugs and just bugs all over the place. So many bugs, it's like a Men in Black movie. There's just <laughs> bugs all over the place. <laughs> like which Men in Black movie? Is one of the good ones or are the others that have all been terrible? There's a, there's only been one Men in Black movie made. I don't know what you're talking about. Fair enough. Okay, so... Selective memory. Yeah, and, and, and we'll get into a bunch of the stuff that has been happening. But first of all, we wanted to thank all of our Patreon members that are supporting us through that program. They're supporting us on patreon.com slash freelancer codex. One thing that we're going to start doing, even though Mike really doesn't want us, want me to, we're going to start recording um, pre-show <laughs> and post-show, and we're going to post those over to our Patreon listeners. So they'll get a little bit extra. Hear all of his swear words. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Mike gets all of his swears out before we actually start recording the show. It gets pretty blue over there. But we're going to start posting that for all of our Patreon subscribers. So so that they can hear a little bit extra. I mean, 
the main show is still going to be free. Uh, that's where gonna, that's where the majority of our content is going to be. But if you want a little bit extra and figure out, you know, see how the sausage is made behind the scenes, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. So that first one will be going up today after the show. So pretty cool And I will stuff. actually be holding a six-part seminar on whales. So <laughs> if you subscribe to the Patreon, you will be able to get that. Um, what type of whale is the first what type of whale is the first seminar on you talking Um, the first one is all about the whale sounds and how they sound when they're happy and how they sound when they're sad and and just all about whales see because it's different because dialects inside of whales are i mean they're different amongst their families too like belugas don't sound like humpbacks and humpbacks don't sound like right now. do you want to give <laughs> us like a quick like two minute a so two minute preview of what that's going to sound like to entice all the people to subscribe treat okay um also one thing you can go do we uh devin and i recorded our third episode of the shut up and respawn respawn podcast you can find that at shut up and respawn.com um mike wasn't able to make us because i guess mike you don't wake up early enough in the morning so we're gonna have to Maybe I'll just come over and start banging on your door. The morning so you was too late. There, there are easier ways to say that this show would rather be Steven and Devin. I mean, you don't have to record that. Like, I get it. I can understand that. that. We had just available. say that. Just put that in the company memo and say, guys, this one is just going to be a Steven and Devin thing. It's not going to hurt anybody's feelings here. I get it. You don't have to kill yourselves knowing that I'm not going to be there. I'm like, normally up at that time anyway. We're already so up at that time. I don't know what you're talking about. Which is, and I understand that. I am not, nor will I ever be. <laughs> why, why will you never be? You get up at that time. Anytime you're going to Disneyland, you're up at like 2 o'clock in the morning waiting for that gate to open. So don't tell me you'll never be up yeah. at 4.30 in the morning. So shenanigans I, on you and your mother. Are, are we going to Disneyland soon? I actually are, then I'll well, wake Stephen up and I are at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> four thirty in the morning. You guys hey, can go to Disneyland. Mike, I still there have you. one unused ticket. Let's make it happen. <laughs> you and me. Disney. I haven't been to the Star Wars land yet. I wanna see it. I don't know, J- JD. JD, that's, JD that's... you just said you have one unused ticket. <laughs> yeah. How's that gonna work if there's two of us? <laughs> I was gonna give you the free one and buy myself one. Oh <laughs> he just turned it around on you. <laughs> Reversal. Jai Dubster in the chat asked when that new podcast is going to be up on iTunes. Um, I'm still working on that. For some reason, it's being delayed. But Jai, if you go to shutupandrespawn.com, the RSS feed is actually posted on the website. And if you post that RSS feed into whatever podcatcher you use, it'll manually look up the podcast and it will load it in there for you. So you don't have to wait for it to be actually like posted you can just use that rss feed and plug it in and it'll do it automatically all right so let's get into the news let's actually housekeeping a little bit sorry just a tiny bit you can call in at 505-386-7917 leave us a voice message if you have any comments questions concerns about the show or about anthem or whatever you want corrections you can do that there and you can email us at freelancercodex at gmail.com for all that stuff and we'll read off one uh, an email we got from a listener today all right so real quick news of the week this we received cataclysm week number five this dropped on wednesday of this week because monday was a holiday here in the united states so they pushed that back a day so people at the bioware studios could have a little bit of a break i'm guessing 
So in week number five, they opened up the last remaining event for the Cataclysm, which is which was the what was it called? I am yeah, blanking the here. Water of is the Sea of Takara. We call it the the water pipe. So yeah. <laughs> all seven events are now open. Um, in various forms of bugginess and cheeses. A Sea of Takario, apparently, you can cheese by yourself just by using the same echo over and over again, which is probably an unintended um, mechanic of that event. But I, I guess, I don't know. Like, we're at the seventh event. I don't know if I'm feeling like event fatigue by just like picking up echoes and putting echoes in places. Are you guys feeling the same way? Like seventh event, it's another echo event. Is it, is it just now, kind of like, I guess uh, this is however, what we're doing now. However, echoes are being used in this event. Um, this event also uses weights and yeah. shield barriers. So, so I can understand it Steve. Your, it is, it combines a lot of stuff. The new mechanic of flying up the water pillar, like, like for me, I can understand where you're coming from, Steve. Um, but it's different enough for me that that it's it's still kind of fresh. I actually did not get to play this one too much in the PTS. Um, it wasn't part of my responsibilities when our group would run through. <laughs> and I and I really still am kind of hazy on what I'm supposed to do. I know you need to get three echoes up to silence a relic, um, and those echoes are in things that you need to get out. But in order to get them through the barriers, you have to deactivate them by using the weights or other javelins. And so it's it's fresh enough um, and confusing enough to where if you don't do it um, with communication, it could be challenging and tricky and frustrating. So I, I think it actually strikes um, the right balance. I'm I'm okay with it. And I, and I to be fair, I actually like this puzzle more than say matching the symbols or the giant laser um i like this one better just it might be the the arena how it's built you know it's built in a circle you know where to go right. you don't have to fly too far across to get anywhere it doesn't well, you look can't confusing. fly right you can't because it's a suppression area also yeah for for most of it you cannot fly and i i like this one more than the symbols i guess maybe just because it came out last it's like, okay, here, and here's finally the last one. So there's not a lot of, like, excitement to, hey, let's go check out this last one. It's just kind of like, all right, here's the last one. Let's go do it, figure out how to do it as quickly as possible, and then go on from there. Um, what do, do you think guys... maybe if the order was changed up, it would be a, it would be more fun? Like I... the order of the events, maybe if the symbols were the last one? Because that seems to be the most unique, because there aren't any echoes in that one, are there? No, there's... The the symbol puzzle is just relics. Um, there's multiple balls. You got to match symbols, and it opens gates. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think that one's probably just the most tedious because the the symbols spawn randomly, and you have to. I guess you have to use your brain. As as sad <laughs> as, as sad as that is, it's like it takes a little bit more thought and time and backtracking to figure out where all the relics go in order to complete that puzzle. And I usually do yeah. it alone. And on GM3 as a storm, it's really tough to survive in there for very long. And it's just yeah. kind of like, all right, do this as quickly as possible. This goes here. Where was this one? Go find this. And in the other ones, it's like, okay, I put this here, put this here, put it there, and it's done. But the symbols, it's like, okay, where does this go? Is it over here? Is it this one? Nope, it's this one. What was the symbol on the main crystal that I have to explode again? So maybe it's just because I have to, I'm having to use more brain power that that one just kind of saps me of it. 
But I actually yeah. like the Sea of Sicario. Just the puzzle design, I think, is interesting, despite the exploit you can do on it. I mean, if they could fix that exploit, it would be nice to... It, it'd be a really nice puzzle to do. Um, but also, I don't know, Devin, what do you feel... And this is something that we were going to talk about a little bit later, but we can talk about it now. What do you feel the balance between puzzles and combat? Do you feel that that's a good balance that we have currently, or is it weighted way too far one side to puzzles. I mean, there's only one combat, you know, activity in, I mean, that's there. So it's, that's the dominion and the rest are all puzzles. Basically. I mean, I guess you could say the first one's not, I mean, it's not really a puzzle. You just have to lower all the pillars, but, um, but I mean, there's, there's know. enemies in each of them. So there's it's interesting. Enemies, but there's none like, like Oh, you have to kill. I mean, well, the whole thing with the Dominion one is you have to kill all the enemies in order for it to spawn, you know, the boss, and then you got to kill the boss. So, whereas everything else is okay, let me move something around, take some echoes, uh, and move a relic, and and you're just kind so, of avoiding enemy fire. It's not like you're actively trying to yeah, I mean, kill mobs you're not in those phases. Trying to kill them, and I mean, unless you're trying to, it depends on who you're playing with, really, I guess, um, and, on, and on what difficulty you're playing, but. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely more, you know, I would, I would prefer to see some more combat ones. Um, I know there's not much difference in there, but I mean, if you put different enemies in there, you know, I would love to see, you know, a a shape or storm within the cataclysm, you know, instead of just in the free play. I mean, that would be pretty cool if, okay, there's, it spawns and you got to go in there and it'd be a shorter event, obviously, because you only have so much time and, but then they could actually have random bosses and stuff like that. Uh, in there instead of just the same one over and over again that you get all the time doing the free play ones. So, um, which I, I mean, I don't even play those ones anymore because it's not even worth doing. Um, yeah. So they made yeah. it not worth playing. So I haven't played a single one of those since the cataclysm has come out. I've not, I've only gone into free play to look at a new cinematic and that's about it because the, the time to crystal ratio is way off. I mean, I don't know if it's lopsided. I mean, the purpose of the event is to go do the Cataclysm. So, I mean, it it might have been better if they just left that free play stuff. Um, if those would just spawn after, if those would spawn after the event is actually over, to kind of leave yeah. something behind, because then it would give you something to do while you're going into free play. But currently, it's like, why would I go do these? I mean, but I and I guess like what what would you do for a combat arena that's not just kill the man's inside of Anthem. Cause really I I can't think of something that, I mean, they would have to build something completely different. I would think in order to be like, okay, yeah. this is different enough that you don't feel like you're just killing people to where it's actually a puzzle that like combat is the puzzle, I guess. I don't know what you would do. Make it so you just have to kill the right person at the right time or well, so so I think I think, um, and if I remember right, Destiny had had some elements of this. Um, so with your Valkyries who have elemental shields, I mean that that's I think really one of the only ways you could have like a combat challenge. So you have to go in with the right weapons, knowing you know needing. Oh, it was um, oh Steve when we were getting our our uh, epic swords in Destiny. You know, oh, yeah. you know what knight had what had what um, shield on so you could take him down faster. And it was a time thing, right? If you wanted okay, to yeah. get the void sword, you had to defeat the void knight last or within 20 seconds of 
of you know beating the bad the uh the main dude so something like that would work i mean that would be uh, a neat enough puzzle although i i mentioned that and we did it in destiny so it would just be kind of rehashing the same kind of stuff but but as far as combat goes that seems like the only thing that you could do to make it more puzzle like versus what we're doing on the dominion beach when we're just fighting until the gate lord shows up you know so i, I don't know what could be done there i i don't know if I don't know if really there needs to be anything done there. I think it stands alone as a combat opportunity well enough, um, and it breaks up the puzzleness of of the rest of the events, which are you know in the rest of the events are very heavily puzzle based. And so, yeah, no, I mean I don't know. It's it's uh, it, I think it's fine. I think really to do more combat. Hopefully, the next big event that they do, you know, maybe it's it's more like stronghold or whatever but just more i mean i guess we're i mean it's not really a raid they don't really have raids um but i think you know they could have basically like a stronghold on steroids or something you know like just uh oh i'm selling this over here on youtube there you go (laughs) what (laughs) you good ben are you all right (laughs) no i was looking at the chat rusty says oh i can't hear david uh hopefully you can hear me now it should be fixed um but Oh, definitely change all the time. I, I think you know. I would prefer something that's you know like a stronghold, but uh, more difficult or longer challenge. You know, than just like the three phases of a stronghold that we have, or the couple little phases that we have currently in strongholds. Because um, I, I just that's the kind of activity I'm kind of looking for in Anthem. You know, so. and and I think maybe so, maybe the flow of the cataclysm, like as we as we get to this end portion now. Um, currently the flow is go do puzzles, end up at the beach, shoot people. And then at the end, go search for points and it's kind of segmented that way. So it doesn't, I've never felt like in the cataclysm that, Hey, you know, you finish this area, you find everything in this area and you move on to the next one. It's very much go get this, complete this, complete this. You know, you're checking it off the box. You're checking off the list. And then you're like, at the very end, when you have like 13 minutes left, you're like, okay, now stop killing things and just go farm points. And maybe that flow is something that I'm not too big of a fan of. Just because it doesn't feel like... Well, maybe Cataclysm's just become about score, right? It's just all about getting the the most crystals you can to try and get loot. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm like struggling with the point of the cataclysm. I mean, it's fun to play, but it's just the same repeated stuff over and over and over and over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I guess eventually that's right. I mean, that's what every game eventually life service games end up being is just doing the same thing over and over again. But I guess just like, I, I think the Cataclysm was was a much needed content drop for the game just because we haven't had anything for the last four months. And I and I really enjoy it. I'm just thinking of the future, like, you know, how do you take this idea? How do you tweak it and just make it better for the next time? I'm not saying that, you know, it's a terrible event. It's just kind of, you know, you start to think about these things when you get towards the end and you're like, okay, this is the experience we had. Now what can we do to make it better for future events? And I think something like, you know, you having to actually clear out an area before you move on might actually break up that, you know, puzzle, puzzle, fight, and then search for a while. Because it just seems like that last 13 minutes is, 
You're just kind of wandering around. Hey, did you get this? Did you get that? Did you get this? Oh, look, I found this. And it just kind of, it doesn't seem very heroic when the point of, you know, Anthem is to feel like a superhero, like they told us over and over again. You want to feel like you're a superhero. And, you know, collecting orbs for 13 minutes and flying around sometimes doesn't feel like that. When, you know what, I would much rather, instead of collecting orbs, I'd much rather be fighting people and using the builds and the weapon and the gear that I earn in order to increase uh, that multiplier. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe I would just, I want more combat in there because right now it's mostly avoid all combat unless you have to, and then you fight Vera. So maybe that's well, maybe, but, but then, but then, I mean, if you get your, if you get your multiplier up, isn't that the point multiplier then combat? Yeah. I mean, right. Really, really, if you're doing it right, we should be doing it that way. Right. But I just don't, I don't know if there's enough time that would allow you to just do the puzzles, leave all the ads. Well, you can't because the they despawn after you oh, complete do, a puzzle. Yeah. yeah. So you can't so, really do that. I mean, it, it, I'm not sure how much it applies to the cataclysm per se, but I do know that I, uh, I, I've suggested it, uh, you know, I, I've suggested it to you guys when we were off the air uh, a couple of months ago. And I, I keep coming back to the idea. I honestly, I think something, a, a type of type of content for Anthem that I think would go very well with not only the lore and the story and the gameplay would be kind of like a like fortress defense mode. Like I would like to see something like that allow you to place some defenses, you know, um, fight off, you know, uh, waves of enemies. I mean, because the um, people loved. Uh, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. I I, I, I doubt. Uh, I don't think any of any of the three of you guys ever got a chance to play that. But it's people still play Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. It was that solid of like uh, kind of like a horde like mode, um, and, and it, it was surprisingly good. I know people that bought that game strictly for the multiplayer, and so maybe kind of going back to some of that for a game mode while also introducing the whole fact like yes like it's the like it's uh it's for tarsus you know like we are defending or we defend the walls from all kinds of stuff all the time we're told that they defend the walls we're we're told like why not participate in that you know like have have like a type of uh mission content where you just you know come on in and you know you set up your defenses you hunker down with your fellow freelancers but, you know, you have a big area to play with, you know, to fly around, find the best position, you know, do your fighting, take on as many as you can, uh, or however a certain amount of waves, if you keep going, you increase your chances of particular loot drops or something after a certain wave or whatever. I I would like to see that in Anthem, uh, but I, I, will, I will agree, just generally speaking, that I wish there were more events like um, Diana's Landing in in the cataclysm because it's a nice it's a nice refresher but it's not super complicated it's just basically you know smash it's a it's a nice palate cleanser between uh the complexity of all the puzzles yeah so. and hopefully we'll get a horde mode coming soon a true horde mode not what people call horde mode that's in the game that's not a horde mode all right so a couple of things that they added along with this um with this event they added some more chests that we have been asking for for a really long time. They actually added in Javelin-specific war chests. And credit where credit is due, this is something that we harped on quite a bit 
throughout the entire cataclysm and in week five they put it in so i mean that's uh hats off to them for listening um i'm excited that they did this this i think makes it much easier for anyone that plays a single javelin anyone that is coming in late to the cataclysm to have a focus place to get these items and i really wish it was in there from the beginning but you know what sometimes you can't do that it took longer than my four hours on a tuesday to get this done um but it got done so yeah credit did you see how much they cost i did see how much this cost and i i'm actually okay with the cost i'm not so there okay so why are you not okay with it because Oh, I, I like the way how they how it is now because it's kind of a fair compromise because the whole thing is that like their original idea, like they had reasons for doing it that way. And obviously, you know, players disagreed. But I like the fact that like it wasn't just like, oh, we're just, you know, going to completely 100 percent listen to the fans. Like it maintains a little bit of integrity from a design or developer perspective, I guess. But one of the things that. I, I really like about it is that like the whole thing is that okay yeah these other chests you know don't aren't javelin specific and you're kind of taking your chances but they're also cheaper so there is now an incentive to take those over the javelin specific chests if and like for me like as somebody who plays like basically like switches between three javelins on a pretty regular basis like there's still a lot of incentive for me to go and use those chests as opposed to you know, like if I was specifically grinding out gear to just improve one specific javelin, obviously I want the javelin specific chest. But like if since I'm not really doing that right now, a more efficient use of my crystals would be to use the one that like you like it's a grab bag. Like I I I, I just I just like that it wasn't just fully like, okay, we're just gonna listen to the fans after like they whine and complain and you know that sort of thing. Whine? I, I don't mean like. I, are you I saying that I, I was I whining, JD? I take that issue with that. I I don't. <laughs> I I don't feel it. I I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't well, appreciate. Okay, look, I mean, cost more, but but I don't. I don't think they should cost more. I don't. I don't understand why. And and maybe my issues are JD are that are that I'm not sure if the currency that w- the currency system of the cataclysm the major crystals to minor crystals i don't get that part of it i mean I if you understand i mean i'm only 400 more minor crystals to get the specific loot right so right but but my 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 thing is is that i don't understand why we why we have to pay major and minor when the minors come from the majors anyway and and you can just create back and forth yeah, um, I, it, it doesn't I'll, make I'll sense. To me. I would, I would much rather earn minor crystals and major crystals in the cataclysm, and have that major crystal numbers like solid, and that's what I earn, versus just being able to convert back and forth because you're really just paying the same amount of crystals, um, just in in major slash minor form, and mm-hmm. plus I have to go in and make that make those, so it's an extra step. And mm-hmm. so I I would much rather I'll, I'll I would much rather that. go in and and do it a different way. Okay. I I just I just like uh, I just like when you know developers make a compromise instead of just straight up giving what the fans want because uh, I, I it, and this this does this has not a ton to do with Anthem Anthem is just the best example of it right now uh, where it's it just sets a dangerous precedent when um, fans to listen to your community. 
Well, okay, look, like the whole thing is that the like I mean there's there's a difference between like it's kind of like if you uh like if I listen like, like as a teacher, like if I listen to everybody, all the students in my classroom as to what they wanted to do for that day, nothing would ever get done. No learning would ever occur. But the whole thing is that like you like you do things for a reason. And the whole thing is that basically if you're an artist who's only ever doing things for other people you don't really have a lot of integrity you're not like basically there's no difference between you and somebody else who could just do what the people want the whole thing is that the there's an artistic vision there's an artistic like there's a logic behind why people do things the way they do and like to just 100 like you should listen to your community you should take that feedback in you should incorporate it in certain ways but to 100 percent listen to them especially like you know like when they're just like oh we don't like it we don't like it we don't like it we don't like it uh it's it just it, it basically it's like it's just like reinforcing like it's just reinforcing that behavior of like if we complain like every time we're always going to get what we want and that's it, it's like i can't think of a lot of good examples right now where that's backfired but the whole thing is that it does come up in the games industry quite a bit where well, basically I don't think... people complain and then something that didn't need to be changed gets changed anyway. I mean, I don't, I don't think Bioware is like saying, hey, these guys are complaining, let's go ahead and change that. I mean, they should be listening to us. They should be listening to the people that are playing their game. Yeah, but the, 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 the thing is, I'm not saying they shouldn't listen to us. I'm just saying that they shouldn't do 100% what we ask for because we ask for it. Well, well I, don't, like, I, don't, I don't think they, we're they saying that. They have to maintain control over their product. Well, I don't, I don't think we're like, the creation. I don't think we're like trying to take control for them, but them changing, you know, minor crystals to, to, I, again, to major it's, it's crystals just, it's doesn't just about really the change that. It's not, it's not, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know, JD. I, I, I guess we can, we can agree to disagree on this and we can have a, we can still have a good conversation about it because the, the way they changed it, I mean, they did listen to a hundred percent of some of the feedback that we gave during the PTS. Mm-hmm. Like we straight up said, Hey, you know what? It would be better if you doubled the price of these chests and made them javelin specific. I don't know if they listened to exactly that particular feedback that we gave back then, um, but I mean, so it's Steven's fault, Mike. Just so you know, I mean, Steve, and, and it might be. And, you're and, making you're making me hold a button longer than I want to. And I and I think that's the big deal, Mike. Got a middleman in there, man. I think can't. The, I'm just I'm just uh, like I, I just I just think the the small biz me is being you know. Uh, misunderstood is that like the whole thing is that they did it in a way like they made they they listened to the fans feedback and incorporated it without totally like making their original vision obsolete well what what was their original vision i guess that's the part that i don't understand jd like what was their original original vision vision is what they put out right that's what they they put out like that is their original vision and they probably had reasons for it do i know what those reasons are and do i agree with them no and not well, really. If their original the vision thing. is to get us to play more and have crappy RNG, then that vision sucks and it should be changed, right? Because that's mm-hmm. the only reason that they would do something like that to keep us playing longer. Like if that if that's the vision, then I say, yeah, you change that. Well, vision. Again, I I don't know what the reason was, but the whole thing is that I'm just I'm glad that they didn't just do it in a way. It's like, oh, the wide variety grab bag chests are now gone, and now it's just uh, specific. Like it's not. Yeah, it's. I, I get like you. So you're you. happy they they still gave the opportunity of what the what was still there, but also listened to the fans and didn't just 
completely get rid of the stuff that they had made. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, I think like you, Mike, I, they really need to change like the conversion to major crystals to minor crystals. Either just make them all minor or all major, or make it so that yeah. we can convert, you know, in groups of ten. Because converting to major crystals one at a time takes entirely too long, and then or, having to purchase boxes or just, or just takes entirely them too long. For us at the end of the cataclysm, or right? just what? The, it's all it's all set. Five hundred crystals for for a uh, for a major. Just just give us that number of majors at the end of the cataclysm. Also, you know it. It doesn't seem like it would be that hard. It that that would be the solution that I would present. Grant us major and minor at the end. Um, because yeah. then again, I don't have to convert and do the math and. Think. And I, I guess I just don't, I don't understand why we have to do a conversion at all anyway. I mean, it doesn't exactly. seem. Exactly, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, agree. I think the, the the way how the currency is set up could be a lot simpler. Yeah, I mean, there there really is like no need to have two different a major and a minor. It doesn't make any sense because yeah. really the, I only, the only thing. I mean, they they I think they tried to simplify it where you can accomplish dailies and other things and then they give you one major crystal or something. Um, I think... And that's, and, that's correct, yeah, because yeah. the cataclysm isn't things. the only place you can get. Yeah, but crystals. I think if they would have just stuck with one thing, like, okay, here's the just crystals, you know, and just left it as, like, hundreds of crystals or whatever, and so they could have just awarded you for completing the daily, here's 500 crystals. That's one major crystal, here's 500. So we don't need the major and minor, kind of like you're saying. I mean, to, to simplify, just give us one crystal, right? One crystal amount. Just either leave it all majors or all minors. Because I think the minors would be easier for them because they could still have, you know, where it costs 600 minor crystals to buy this, to buy a war chest or, you know. Uh, and then you can also you, you can also farm those in free play. You kill an enemy, you get 13 crystals. So that so that would still make sense there. Um yeah. So I so I understand what you're saying there, and yeah, just a little bit simpler. Um, it takes yeah. out a step. It takes out you know having having to have that in there, and and you can just roll with it from there. And not to the, mention, yeah, we like the to price see big of numbers. Could still be the same. Just just get yeah. rid of the having to have me create the crystals. All so, right, things to all. change for the next time this comes around. I also think so. Talking about inversions, so they added new inversions um, for this week. Um, I think maybe, you know, thinking about the combat and thinking about the puzzles, I think inversions would probably go a long way in helping combat feel fun and innovative because the inversions can do the most to change these things up. And so far, a lot of the inversions that we've had, um, like we had inversions on semi-automatic pistols and shotguns. And to me, anytime I try to like build build around those inversions a it's too hard because you don't have enough pieces b it never felt like those inversions had a huge impact on what you were doing i mean you could kind of tell that okay i'm killing this a little bit faster but it's not like steam vent or um you know rainmaker faster it's just like okay these numbers are going up you know they're they're dying a little bit faster but i think if they change the inversions to actually do some serious damage like you know 600 percent elemental damage to where you're like, I really need to make a build around this in order to push those leaderboards. Yeah. That might change. Hey, yeah, well, now it's I'm going to... worth it. Right. It might actually make yeah. it worth it. Because currently, it's like, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to ignore them because I don't run shotguns. Or, yeah. you know, as a storm, you know, you get you get a bonus if you kill something in the sky for when you're on the ground. So as a storm, that doesn't really make sense because you want to be in the sky all the time. Um, mm-hmm. 
So it kind of, if, if inversions were a little bit more intuitive and powerful, I think that combat flow would be a little bit different. So if inversions were belly buttons, everyone would have them. Exactly. Fair enough, Mike. All right. So those are some of the changes that came with week number five. And with week number five, we also got patch 1.4.0. And with patch 1.4.0, we got some pretty interesting stuff. Um, The biggest thing that we got that was up front and center was we got an increase to our vault space from 250 to 350. So again, credit where credit is due. This is something that we've been asking for, and it's something that they were able to make happen in 1.4.0. So yeah. um, do, you, do you guys think this needs to be something that, I guess we probably all haven't like hit that cap yet to be like, oh, I need more than 350 um, items in here. I guess I can start hoarding again because I'm going to hit that cap later. But Devin, do you think this is, is it enough? Is it going to make a difference? Or does no, Lou I mean, have to change that, first? If you're just playing with one javelin, I think it should be enough. But um, if you're playing all four javelins, then 350 is still not enough. With all the different gear pieces and being able to build, make your own builds. Um, I was Even with two javelins, I was constantly hitting the cap of 250. And I didn't even have optimal builds for both of the javelins. Um, you know, And then it's like you can't really save all the weapons. And, you know, I, I would try to save all the legendary versions and there was just not enough space and I was always running out of space. And so I just deleted everything that I'm not using. And so like all the weapons I had and everything else, I just just got rid of them all because I'm not going to use them. There's no point in switching my build because the weapons and gear that I had were the best build that I could currently use. So there's no point in even saving any of the rest because... It's not worth using any of the rest yeah. because they're not of any value to use um, because my build was the best build for what I like to do, or this was like the best gear or, or things. Now, obviously those that can change later and I can regret deleting things, but um, you know, if that ever happens, that's just, you know, living life on, on ifs or, you know, what if this happens? Well, I don't know. What if it happens? Well, this isn't happening right now. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. And there's the game just wasn't making, you know, I mean, obviously before it came out, they had different promises that were said, you know, by certain individuals that were like, Oh, why would you limit vault space? Who would do that? (laughs) Trying to take a shot at, at destiny because they had that same problem, vault space limit. And uh, then came out and they had, you know, Anthem had a really bad vault space limit and, you know, if you if you're playing more than, you know, even if you're just playing two javelins, I don't think the 350 is enough. If you're collecting all the weapons plus the new weapons plus all the gear pieces and and uh, components and everything else, well, I, it's not I, enough if you want to mi- mix and match stuff. Right. I I think it's enough if you're only collecting like, hey, I only need one steam vent. That's it. But if you're collecting to do different builds like hey i want critical damage on this or i want elemental damage on this then it then for sure it's not enough because i before before the cataclysm i was keeping every masterwork um component that i would find i'd keep every masterwork weapon that i would find for the storm that way i could kind of mix and match if i ever had any of those inscription on those 
And But when the Cataclysm came around, it's like, okay, if there's going to be new gear, I need to delete all this because I don't have space and I definitely don't want to be... I mean, you collect like 30 or 40 items during the Cataclysm, and you're just not going to have enough space to keep all that stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and delete it all. And now I'm kind of getting back up there to around 200 um, items in my vault. But it's like, well, maybe... I, I mean, eventually I'm just going to have to delete those all again for the next event, but... I think it's one of those things that this is this is a good step to take now as they start working on, you know, how they fix the loot issue that we have. So hopefully by the time that we have a stat sheet, we have a better inscription system, you know, that 350 items in the vault will help the people that are running one javelin and it'll make sense to, to have more. And maybe by that time they'll be like, hey, we can increase this to 450 and you know they just keep going up and up as they see things change so hopefully hopefully good things are coming down the line right yeah i think that kind of ties into what casey said in the blog today which we'll kind of go over here in a second but i mean they're going to keep working on the game obviously they have a a bigger vision of what they want it to be and so they're they're working on it a group of people is working on it but they also have the live service team that is giving us updates and different things and trying to change the game for us now as best as they can. Um, so, I, I mean, they're going to continue to do that. And it's just, you know, I, I think that's always tricky. You know, like how does that, where do they match up? You know, where's, I mean, they only, they know where it's going to match up eventually where they have, okay, everything you've been making is, is everything the live service team that is making going into the, what they're fixing on the other side of, you know, Anthem 2.0 or whatever you want to call it. And that was the problem with like Destiny when they were doing the same thing where they had these smaller teams making these adjustments or whatever, doing things. But then, you know, you'd come out with the next big expansion or whatever that they've been working on for a year. And that stuff was back again, the same problems that were fixed or something. And yeah, so it's tricky. It's, it's a, a tricky thing they have to go through, you know, so. Four hours on a Tuesday. So other changes that they made in 1.4.0. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to really highlight? Um, there's a couple little things that I was that I really appreciated. Um, for example, let's see. Where is it right here? I have it written down. Why can I not find it? I was just reading. All right. The storefront icon for the vinyl wrap, Mark of Rain, was lightened. So I guess it was pretty dark. So they decided to lighten it up. Appreciate that fix there. That they that they put in here, so there there's a lot of fixes that that came with 1.4.0. A lot of like little things that have kind of been persistent. Um, they did change some of the requirements for the Cataclysm challenges to you don't have to collect as many notes now. They kind of decrease that number. Um, I for the green notes, green notes were pretty high. Um, I forget what it was in the past, but they, they decreased that. I'm still surprised that they have not decreased the reputation required for Champion of Tarsus. Um, if they're <laughs> going to decrease the notes required for the Cataclysm while the event is running, I don't know why that stupid challenge yep. requires so much rep to grind. It so drives me. And it's it's ridiculous. Like you can see maybe one person like every two weeks is like, hey, on Twitter, hey, I finally got champion of Tarsus. It just takes so long. I mean, you get a little bit of rep each time you open a treasure chest, but it's ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, they've got a lot of fixes, but they also introduced a lot of problems, right? Like uh, 
I don't know about for you guys, but when I've been playing on PC, the performance is really bad uh, in the Cataclysm. Yeah, performance so, uh, issues? Yeah, well, not in real life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, that's the topic for after the show. Stick around. <laughs> um, no, but uh, like I was playing earlier tonight. I was going through uh, Cataclysm with just a group of randos and uh, like my frames are dropping all the way down to like 14 frames per second multiple times as going oh, through wow. the Cataclysm. And I was like, what the crap? And so I even dropped, so I've completed that one and I dropped my settings. I was like, oh, because I just have it on like recommended settings or whatever. And, um, and I never really had any issues before, like dropping below 60 when I have it on what the, like the GeForce recommends it. And so I put it on. I was like, I'll just throw it on low and see how it goes there. And it was the same thing. Like, you know, it was always near like 120, 130. And then it would just like start dropping really bad and just stuttering. And I'm like, maybe it needs driver updates. I I don't know with their new update if there's something that that needs to happen. But interesting. um, Yeah, it just like it was not good when I was playing earlier. For me, sounds I mean, like it's time to get a new PC, Devin. That's what it sounds like to me. What does it sound? What did you say? It sounds like it's time I to get a new PC. That's what it oh, sounds new like. PC? No, I mean, I, my 1080 Ti is more than sufficient, you know, so it can take care of all the things that it needs to and, and everything else. It's just, I don't understand why the performance dropped for after this update. So. After this patch. That's interesting. It's, it's, there's I been some other. I didn't feel anything like that in mine when I Yeah, played, there's. Yeah. Like you said, there's been some other issues. So one of the things that AJ came out with a post today, um, kind of an update to 1.4.0. He says, thank you for all your feedback over the last couple of days following the release of our 1.4.0 patch. As many of you discovered and communicated to us, we have a few issues the team is addressing as soon as possible. The good news is we did not intentionally stealth nerf anything. Stealth nerf is in air quotes. Remember last week when I said, hey, the steam vent is going to get nerfed? Um, yeah. we thought that happened. So the, the less good news <laughs> is fixing these bugs will require a patch, which the team is feverishly working on. Now we'll have full details in our patch notes, but here are some of the bigger ones. So these are some of the issues they're working on. Some damage formulas from gear and weapons are not functioning as intended. A lot of people are reporting that elemental damage, melee damage, a lot of stuff has gone pretty wonky. Um, some support items are not functioning as intended. And Jar's Wrath as well, air quotes, kinda, OP. Yeah, we know. Um, finally, since we know this may have put a slight damper on this update for many of you, we have decided to extend week number five of the Cataclysm an extra week. You'll now be able to play with all the current inversions and seasonal store items exactly as they are until September 17th. Nope. As usual, this is not everything that the team is working on, and just a list of some of the biggest reported issues from 1.4.0. If you have additional bugs, you are encouraged. Please report them to us on Answers HQ. Um, yeah, and I've been running into a bunch of different bugs where you can't interact with Echoes, you can't interact with Relics. I've been getting UI issues where I get stuck inside the forge and I can't get out while I'm in the fort. So a lot of funky stuff going on. However, working for me, so. however... If the way to extend the length of the cataclysm is to have bugs, I suggest everyone start reporting every single bug that you find because I would like to keep this event around because it's going to be tough to see it go. 
Um, because like we said last time, we're going to go from the cataclysm to going back to, um, farming strongholds. So, Hey, let's, if we all find the bugs, we report them. Maybe they'll keep extending the cataclysm. Maybe they'll stay here for, for forever. I don't know. I just really don't want it to leave because I'm kind of sad that the, the content that we finally got is going to be going away soon. So, but Hey, yeah, steam vent has not been as, no, I, I mean, I'm not sentimental. Um, I kind of am. I I really just want more content to be added. I kind of am. And knowing that this is kind of the biggest piece of content that we've ever had for the game, that potentially it'll be going away for a while and we don't have anything to replace that kind of hurts a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough to see what the landscape is going to look like when it's gone. And speaking of landscape... Um, there has been an update also in 1.4.0 where we had a little bit of a landscape change. If you fly out to the Emerald Abyss, the Emerald Abyss mm-hmm. is the closest region of the map to the Cataclysm itself. The Cataclysm is kind of off in the distance. If you go over to the Overlook Point in the Emerald Abyss where the little box um, treasure chest is, you open it up and it usually it'll pan up so you can kind of see that entire area. It'll play a nice little cinematic for you. And in this cinematic, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure most people have seen this already. It's not like, I don't think it's a spoiler because we have no idea what it's even a precursor to. But the giant extension cords that the shapers left laying around the planet, <laughs> one of those activates and comes up like a giant python. And it blasts its what its echo receptacle. It sends out this giant sound wave into the Emerald Abyss, and it puts a crack um, into the abyss itself. So, just kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this. Do you guys think there will be more to this? Is this it, or is this just like a hey, that was kind of an interesting thing? Or what do you think this is setting up for, Mike? Well, I mean, obviously we hope there's going to be more, right? Like that's what teasers are for. So hopefully we get we get more of more of what's to come and get to see lots of cool stuff. So I mean, that's kind of what we're hoping for. I hope so. I actually I actually haven't had a chance to see the uh the cinematic yet. So I've got something to look forward to. You got to go look check for- it out right we'll, after the show. We'll do it after the show. Devin, what do you think? What yeah. is this a precursor to? Are we going to be fighting a giant uh, extension cord? No, I think it's just precursor to the next expansion, right? Obviously, I mean, they didn't just like sit, sit back and not do anything or just everybody went on vacation or whatever, you know, it's um <clears throat> hopefully. <laughs> anyway, right? <laughs> but that's uh, all we got. You know, See you I'm later, folks. This is just um, you know, just Here's a little tease for what's coming next. You know, where you're going. I mean, obviously the cataclysm is going to end and then maybe whatever that is, that event or, or that content will start and we can play that, you know, and then maybe the cataclysm or a different type of cataclysm can come back. And I don't know. The thing that's, that's weird about the cataclysm is, you know, can they reuse all of the assets that they made there? You know, all the art assets and everything that the whole general area I mean, it's in an altered dimension. It's in a different dimension that's trying to take over our dimension, you know, and replace it. So h- how do you bring that back and use that uh, in a meaningful way besides just rehashing the story of, oh, we, you know, later down the road, somebody else has reactivated that old cataclysm. 
or so, open up that yeah. same dimension mm-hmm. or so I, I mean i don't know how they reuse that content that they spend all the time on making um you know in without a making way. it without making it feel just redundant and we just got done playing this why are we playing this yeah. again so, yeah or maybe like there's somehow we can at the end of the cataclysm we can combine that dimension or we we took that piece of the dimension or whatever and put it into ours somehow or i don't know i mean it's very possible so you can actually go out there it's very possible that because we got this giant extension cord in the Emerald Abyss destroying it, the Cataclysm itself is sucking in our reality into it. So it's possible that that reality can come to ours in a way. And maybe yeah. the Emerald Abyss somehow gets replaced with a portion of the Cataclysm. I mean, it, it would be, I guess, one way they could do it instead of our reality getting sucked into theirs we figure out a way to bring the cataclysm the that area here and it solidifies in our reality and it just extends that portion of the map to where you yeah. could just fly out there um, just go out free, there free play it yeah, yeah and you could free play it and that would make it you know that's a pretty big area to add to free play um yeah it's, it wouldn't be new, but I mean, you could still do different things to that area. Yeah, but you could, it, it would be new to free play. Yeah. And other things. Different things to do maybe there. Maybe they could add a stronghold out there where you start the stronghold or. I mean, and maybe that's up. what it would be. Maybe the stronghold would be a cataclysm run. Yeah. I, I don't know, know if that know. would be enjoyable. Would be the exact same thing? I don't know. There's, I mean, a, there's a lot of ways, at least from a narrative standpoint, that they could make it work. Uh, like Devin said, you could just have it you know become part of our reality or something or it could just be like um that like the small reality in there doesn't ever really go away it just stabilizes you know like there's always going to be that portal or something uh in the emerald abyss that will lead you back to the echoes of reality although probably um you probably won't be able to spend as much time in there uh probably no vara because i think I think the Vara boss fight's probably going to go away. They might leave it for uh, leave that for a stronghold because they seem to, you know, reuse uh, boss fights for strongholds. So, I, there's a lot of opportunities here. I, I, I'm really just in the boat that like this doesn't just all go away because uh, you know it, Anthem needs that content, and it's been a blast having it. I don't want to see it go. Yeah, and I think as as we see more and more Shaper Relics activate, it kind of makes me wonder, like, is there some artificial intelligence that is still controlling these things? Like, that someone just left the power on? Because how does... What activates that thing and what makes it say, all right, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to shoot this blast here, either to clear out this area for something to come? It just kind of makes you wonder, like, lore-wise... Like, what, what is actually controlling these things? And how... Because, I mean, that thing... That thing was moving like it was alive, right? It wasn't just... Oh, wow. You're intrigued by the lore? That's weird. Yeah, weird stuff. Are you ready for my 20-minute explanation on why it did that, Mike? Because I'll throw it down right now. No, I won't. Whatever. You just... I'll throw it down. somewhere We had an email that we were going to go over. Let's do that, Devin. Devin. Devin, read that email, okay? Before I punch Michael right in the pants. All right. This email is from Tony. Tony is actually hey, one of our bosses. Tony. Hey, Tony. One of our bosses. So says, hey, oh. freelancers, with the cataclysm drawing to a close sooner rather than later, what is your take on the future of the game? We kind of just, just talked about that, so we kind of answered a little bit 
maybe, well, I mean, we touched on it with, with that cut, cut scene there. It says, I'm sure you've discussed this. I'd also like to know what your thoughts are on the true sta- state stat, <laughs> on the, true stat. Of, <laughs> the true state of the game. Uh, speculation and comments made in the past, distant in this case, such as, uh, but barring the unlikely scenario of Anthem being a disaster, it's safe to say the franchise will be around for a very long time. Um, so that was, that was he, from this where right that was from. It says, uh, I wouldn't say the game has been a disaster. Some might argue the point quite strongly. Mike, oh, no, just kidding. I, they, they, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He does. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say it has been an overwhelming success either. I'd really like to know what the plans are for the game, given the work and care taken into crafting of the characters, creatures, environments, and lore. Surely they couldn't put all that time and effort into something that is just left as it is. Uh, if only we could have some better development developer communication, updated roadmap. Um, road, I mean, in the roadmap, we can, we've Stephen and I kind of talked about this a little bit uh, in the other podcast, but uh, it says even if it is very ambiguous, like this is what we want to do. The whole team has been way too quiet. Uh, keep the gates of Fort Tarsus open. He says, <laughs> says, the game has so much promise. There are other places I could go, worlds I could visit, and loot I could grind. Uh, but I don't know if I want to leave this world just yet. But perhaps we need to face the reality of it all. Uh, thank you for your time and keep up the great work on the podcast. Strong alone, stronger together. So, Tony. So, hey, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I think some communication that we got actually today from developers, um, specifically touching on Anthem, came from head of studio at BioWare, whatever they call him, whatever Casey's title is. Um, From his update actually came out today, and he says this. It's been a super busy summer at the studio, but I wanted to get a note out to share some of the things we've been up to. Anthem. Over the last few weeks, we've been wrapping up our Cataclysm events in Anthem a season-long event with new arenas, enemies, challenges, and rewards. We have a big team working on Anthem in both Austin and Edmonton, and while it's been great to see the community response to Cataclysm, I know there's a lot more work to be to do to bring out the full potential of the game. We have plans for those more fundamental improvements, but they'll take time. While the team works towards the longer-term vision of the game, they will also continue to deliver updates to features, and content. I believe in Anthem and would love to see its world grow, evolve, and thrive for years to come. Thanks for your patience and support as we do the work of constantly improving and expanding the experience. So reading in between the lines here, he says, while the team works toward the longer term vision of the game, they will also continue to deliver updates to features and content. Sounds like there's two teams working on this. One is most likely working on Anthem 2.0, like Devin said, and the other one is going to be working on little smaller content, um, kind of like kind of like Cataclysm. So the, the only thing that uh, that I don't like in his wording is where he's like, "I would love to see this continue on or whatever." Continue almost I mean, almost is like maybe I would it'll love happen. to see it work, but... to happen, but I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Uh, yeah. Whereas before, it was like the wording people would give was like, "Oh, there's a strong feature. There's many years we're supporting this for years to come," and now it's like, "Well, I, I would love to see it happen." Uh, so whether that's just, I mean, you would think they would go over this, the wording and everything else, because they know people are going to just pick everything apart. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. That's just me picking it apart and thinking like, well, why did he use that exact <laughs> term? Say that word. You know, I mean, because the, the whole thing about these updates is like they're going over this. They're giving you information without giving you information. Or is this one of those times where they're giving us information without giving us information? Like they're trying to tell us about, you know, a new Dragon Age game or whatever without saying, yeah, it's Dragon Age or whatever. You know, those kind of yeah. things. Yeah. It's very um, tongue in cheek. Yeah, and so I, I just don't want it to be like, you know, obviously the game can be a great success. It's, uh, you know, hopefully it's made them a lot of money when it came out and that as they continue to improve it, um, it'll make them more money. You know, that's that's my hope. So now I'm just reading this sentence over and over again, and now I can't unsee the wood because when I first read over, I'm like, okay, you know, they've got it. You can't unsee the I can't unsee the wood, Mike. So, and you can kind of... Like I said, they've got they probably have two teams working on live service stuff. They've got another team working on hopefully how, bringing us a stat page. How someday. many people? Teams, Mike. Teams of people team. working on this, right? And I would right. love to Presence see it of us. with the world grow. Yeah, I would love to see it grow too, Casey. I would love to see more updates from from you, like we were doing it monthly. I think the last time Casey did an update was five months ago. So. I don't know. Maybe he's been busy. Think, maybe he's know, been on vacation. I don't know. I don't know what the guy's actually Tony talks about is. an updated roadmap, and we kind of talked about this in the Shut Up and Respawn podcast. Like, roadmaps definitely put a lot of pressure on the development team. And uh, one of the things I talked about was Sea of Thieves, how they do their stuff. They don't have a roadmap, but they they have monthly content updates, and they announce those. Like, basically, they go over it. Uh, they kind of tease it, you know maybe two weeks before it comes out. And then a week before the new content comes out, they tell you about it. They're like, yeah, there's new content coming out. And you know, they have multiple teams working on content, but instead of just laying it out, I mean, they can lay out a broad vision, like, okay, we're going to have content updates every month, or this is when we're going to expect to have content updates. We're not going to tell you exactly what's in those. Don't stab yourself, Stephen. It's okay. Don't what? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> but I mean, cause they're like, yeah, we're going to do these updates every month. We're not going to tell you exactly what's in them because maybe maybe this one group falls behind on what they're making. And so this stuff, instead of promising you this update, we can put in a different one that's maybe ready ahead of time. And so I think if they did us, a, a, I mean, they're at this point, they're kind of going to get, uh, I don't know, crucified or burned or whatever. You know, no matter what they put out, people are going to be upset about it because they want details or they want different things i mean people are passionate about the game and about you know what they want but a little bit of communication or, or a broad you know roadmap but not, only, but not only that people are passionate about what they spend money on yeah no for sure like, there's an investment but, here that that people want to pay off i mean yeah, time and money is i mean mm-hmm. that's we've put a lot of our energy and our lives basically into this game yeah. even in just just the hours that we've played it but yeah um I think it's just a small, you know, a generalized roadmap of this is when we're expecting, uh, you know, updates to come out. This is the kind of intervals that we're going to try and do for the updates. I mean, it might not always work that way, but they can try and, you know, just give us some general information so we can know when to expect uh, new content instead of just like what, what happened before Cataclysm, where it was just like, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. we don't know. They're not saying anything. We have no idea when anything's going to happen, and that just leaves you leaves you in limbo. And, the game limbo. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, if I mean, I, I, I still, I, I still think 
uh, a good way to go about like, well, I mean, first of all, I think a lot of players are looking for even just somewhat of a more concrete reassurance that Anthem, you know, definitely has a future. Um, I mean, that, like now that's been brought up the wording of that sentence again, like you can't, you can't unsee that sentence. And it's, it is like, there is a little bit of hesitation in that sentence. And I know, uh, you know, when I was reading uh, Tony's email earlier, that was kind of the thing where it's like, we, we kind of want to know, or at least like speaking, like from how I I took it, like we kind of want to know if there's something, you know, worth, sticking around for and it doesn't have to be a a concrete fully detailed like this is what we're going to do i I, like they they did this with dragon age inquisition after dragon age 2 when a lot of people were really worried about what would come next after dragon age 2 was kind of a you know a disaster and so what they started doing was they like at conventions or you know online with like posts or tweets or whatever they would just have like no context given, but little snippets of some of the stuff that they were working on that to show that it was being worked on and show that it did have a future. And like, as to what they were actually showing, that was kind of up to you, uh, the reader, the, the, the spectator to kind of work out for yourself to theorize about. And, you know, even most of it didn't actually end up ending up in inquisition as a full game. Um, but it just like that little bit of like a peek behind the curtain, it provided a lot of reassurance. And while also it was kind of like the, the gaming equivalent of behind the scenes stuff that was talking without actually ever saying anything, you know? Hmm. Yep. So one of the interesting things on the website currently under Axe, so there is a currently an anthem, next week in the Cataclysm, and then this week in the Cataclysm. Currently, they have listed Cataclysm story ending as in this week. But I don't think I've seen anything about the end of the Cataclysm. So I don't know, maybe this was just put out Hmm. a little too early, but it says that we should be getting the new arena, Sea of Takara, which we got, all war chests, New inversions, leaderboards, and cataclysm story ending. Huh. I wonder if this was just updated incorrectly. Because I assume that it's probably they... updated, and then they're like, "Well, we need to push it out," and they just haven't gotten around to fixing their website. I mean, they've done that multiple times, you know. With, with but I mean, we're only in week five, so hmm, interesting. Because no, Fajin, the cinematic that we saw with the giant extension cord it was not the end of the cataclysm. So that was something completely different. So we're actually supposed to see the the fall of Vera. Um, but huh, interesting. Maybe if we do the Cataclysm runs a couple more times, it'll trigger. But I haven't even seen it'll any talk on Reddit. Maybe. Usually that's something that would uh, be there on Reddit. So interesting. Anyway, um, other stuff that we had to talk about. I guess we can we can talk about... So the statue that's coming from... Shoot, I just had this up and I closed it. The one six statue that you can pre-order that on the tenth of September for two hundred and fifty dollars. So it was right around the the price point that we thought it would be at. It also has thrusters yep. that lights up. There's been some speculation that it might not be the only one that they create. So if you're collecting all four of these, you're going to be shelling out a grand to do that. Um, that's quite a bit. Uh, I might pick up one of them, but I definitely won't pick up the Colossus because who needs that? in your life so. 
All right. I take offense to that. That's fine. I don't care. I do not care if you're offended, JD. Um, so real we quick. We like to offend everyone. Yeah, I, I don't mind offending people. That's fine. So I think that's kind of the majority of the stuff that's been happening this week. I mean, all seven events are open. Time to start farming crystals. If you want to get those items that you haven't gotten, it's easier to get those now. You can probably save up enough crystals to buy all the cosmetics. Jump in there, get your challenges done, do your pacifist runs, do your Valkyrie runs, um, go out and get all of your the uh, time runes so you can get that the wrap. There's a pretty cool wrap if you get all the time runes. So there's a lot of things that you can go in there and do. If you want to go in and kill all the enemies, I think you have to kill like 4,800 enemies in the Cataclysm. Um, just do it on easy and just go farm. Um, but there's a lot to do if you if you want to check those boxes get in there get it done we have an extra week so it's going to be a little bit easier to do that hopefully and you know what enjoy the cataclysm while it's here we don't know if it's coming back ever so you might as well enjoy it now enjoy it while you can get it so until next time freelancers this has been the freelancer codex longest running anthem podcast on the internet for episode 102 and until 103 it looks like there's a cataclysm on the horizon for at least one more week and we'll see you on the other <laughs> side peace later thanks for listening you can find us on twitter at freelancer codex on facebook at freelancer codex or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com join the discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com our show will always be free but if you'd like to send some support you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex our individual Twitter handles are at Steven Lamson, at MLamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. <laughs>